Welcome to OB on the Run to 1 John Chapter 3. We've been in this book for two podcasts. And again, it's the um, disciple or apostle John speaking quite boldly and quite um, openly to his church and saying, guys, don't get caught up in false teaching. Remain in the sound doctrine truth of the Word of God. And he's quite strong. He gives two sides to the story. He says you can either live one way or the other, very much like the book of Revelation. So we are going to finish I'll jump into chapter three and um, it gets even better. So I hope you're loving this. Let me read this to you. Uh, 1 John 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we, we will be like him. For we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's works. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning, because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised by brothers and sisters if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Oh my gosh. Again and again, you hear this. This is how we know. This is how we know. And I, I, I encourage you guys to have a read of this um, in the actual text because you can see this pattern. This is how we know. This is how we know. Again, John is setting the path pretty clear. There is two ways to living. And again, he's saying you're either on one side or the other. There is no lukewarm nature in John or in this. In this. It's almost like the tests of 
of obedience and the tests of sonship. I read a um, commentary, I believe, and he was talking about this is the test of being a son and daughter of Christ. And if you can go through these tests and say, you know, look, there is no hatred in your heart. You know, there is that that you that you don't continue to sin. Now, there's this doozy scripture, and I'm going to read it again because I know that you probably read it and thought, "Oh my goodness, I'm no longer in Christ," and I want to really give you a, a maybe a bit more surety around your salvation. It says this: um, Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that He appeared so that He might take away our sins, and in in Him there is no sin. No one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. And then again in verse 9, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. Wow. Our gorgeous apostle John is very black and white in this text. And, and I, you know, I think sometimes teaching can grace this away and I'm not going to grace it away because it's scriptural because the scripture clearly says here that anyone who continues to sin, um, and John says it, no one who is born of God will continue to sin. And that is a really strong boundary in our life. And that is what John is doing here. He's saying, guys, don't wishy-wash the boundaries over your life. And I know this is strong TYB and, you know, I hope that you, you stay with me on this. Don't, don't think that Christianity is all about you being blessed and all about the blessed life. Christianity has to have actions. It has to change your behavior. The power of the Holy Spirit in you cannot help but change you. I know that there's some times where I want to do something completely bad and I want to go and do something and the Holy Spirit in me the deposit of the 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 of God, the seal of that beautiful Holy Spirit in me, stops me from doing it. And even though maybe I fail or maybe I trip up once or twice, I cannot continually sin because the Holy Spirit in me continually tells me that I'm not on the right track. And that is what John is saying. If you are born again, as you are born again, you are born into a new nature, the old is gone, behold the new. And the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life will transform you from the inside out. And he's saying those who are born of God will not continue to remain in sin. And that means that this pattern of sin is broken over your life when you are born again. The pattern of continual sin is broken over your life. Now, how do I know that he's not saying that you don't sin altogether? Because remember in chapter 1, if we jump back into chapter 1, it says, if anyone claims to be without sin, they deceive themselves. So he's not saying that we are sinless. But he is saying that we are not in a habitual habit of continual sin. The other thing I know is he already has given us an answer if we slip up. He says in chapter 2, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the one atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours but also for the sins of the whole world. So he's saying, guys, even if you do sin, you need to quickly get that advocate, the Father, the righteous one, repent and be cleansed of that sin and not remain in that habit of sin. Can I say that some of us battle with with sin in our lives constantly and we have to 
focus on the power of the Holy Spirit. The more you get the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, reading the word, worshiping, praying, just dousing yourself in the baptism of the beautiful Holy Spirit over your life on a daily basis, that continual habit of sin becomes impossible. It becomes something that your flesh just has to die and you live life in the Spirit, if, if I would put that in Paul language. Now I know you heard it and hopefully now you understand that it's he's saying that as Christians we don't continue in that continual pattern of sin. Now let's jump into 11. He says, we should love one another. Do not be like Cain. And he talks about the relationship of Cain and Abel out of jealousy. um, Cain killed, um, murdered his brother out of jealousy. And then he says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. John is very much talking about the division in the church at this time and in the churches to come. He's saying, guys, we have to love one another. We have to be, um, you know, they will know us by our love. I love this. It says here in um, 11, uh, sorry, 16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. The beautiful, perfect example of loving your brothers and sisters. Now, how hard is that? That's super hard, I have to say. It's hard to continually love. But you know what? It's about, again, this attitude of the heart. It's about going, no, I am remaining in Christ, which means that I have to love even those who persecute and and love my enemies. I have to love my brothers and sisters in Christ. I have to change my heart. See, John in this is saying, guys, in Christ, it's not easy, but it is empowered. It's not easy to love your enemies or to love your brothers and sisters when they hurt you, but you are empowered to do it says, because Jesus laid down his life for us, that is the motivation that we should lay down our life for others. And I love it, it says, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Again, John is saying, put your money where your mouth is. Your Christianity has to have actions. It has to have truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth. I don't know about you, but there's so much security in this letter. As I go through this, I, again and again, I write a list of how I know that I am in Christ. We have set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts. And then I love down here it says, but if our hearts don't condemn us, it says we keep his commands. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another. And lastly, and this is how we know that he lives in us, we know it by the spirit he gave us. Oh, my gosh. As you go through this incredible letter, now I know some people don't like the letter of 1 John because it's too black and white. They love Paul because Paul's all about grace. And But do you know what, guys? We have to know the boundaries of our Christianity. There are two sides on um, to Christianity. So there's two sides to go, one way or the other. And I think sometimes in our grace-based teaching, we forget to say that there is two sides. One John kind of gets left out of the picture and we stay in Ephesians where it says it's by grace you have been saved. But one John is clearly in our Bible. And why is one John in our Bible? Because it's saying this, you need to know the truth. You need to know that you are in Christ. You cannot stay in a habitual habit of sin. The empowered Christ and the empowered Holy Spirit in you can set you free from that so that you can live empowered. You cannot stay under the power uh, under the power of hate. That hatred and that darkness is not in you. He says you cannot stay under these things and what you need to do is live an empowered life. So I absolutely have loved studying chapter three with you and I know again It packs a punch, this beautiful old man talking about these two ways to live. And again, these are 
the tests of obedience and the test of sonship. So go through them. Keep yourself accountable. Go through them and say, am I actually living? You know what I love doing? I love kind of going, okay, God, as I read my Bible, what do I need to change? You know, maybe I do have hatred in my heart, unforgiveness in my heart for somebody. Maybe I do have a habit of sin that I need to pull up now because John is very clearly setting a boundary. Maybe there are things in my life that I am actually living in darkness and I need to bring that um, situation into light. John in the beginning says, it is Christ. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. And the more that you immerse yourself in God, the more that the darkness will be expelled. So I hope you've loved um, 1 John three. Again, it's challenging, but it's all about knowing Christ and knowing that we are in him. I hope you've loved it, guys. Be blessed.